0: What's up everybody? it's Chris and it's we are live our good good friend Simone Springer joins from Western Perth Western Aus- Perth Western Australia there we go That's I rich. got it she's a comic she's uh, an actor she's a mum she's all over the place she had a busy night last night Simone why uh, why did you agree to do this on a Sunday morning what's going on?
1: I, I don't know. Are you, you're very persuasive. <laughs> one, hey, one more. Hey, one hey, more. You want to come do on? on my to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, Wedged you're, in between.
0: Right. You're recording super busy.
1: Television and being, you know, a judge last night. Yeah.
0: I, I got to hear about the judging last night. And uh, again, Simone is in Australia. Where she's at, things are a little bit different than here in uh, the middle of the United States or the United States as a whole. So we'll get into that and a little bit more. But Simone, let's just jump right in. What were you doing last night?
1: I was a judge for something called the Apprentice Awards, which is like a burlesque awards night. So um, they're kind of like the new up-and-coming talent and uh, the 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 best of the up-and-coming talent, basically. And it's just, um, yeah, you get a runner-up and... Uh, that's pretty much it. I just lost my earpiece. <laughs> um, it's okay. But yeah, it was really good. My two, uh, the two people who I, I kind of thought were going to end up winning it did. So do that's
0: you, always good. I get wrangled into these hosting gigs, and they're actually pretty fun. But with mm-hmm. with something like uh, like what is the Apprentice? Uh, do you are are they yeah. expecting you to be on the whole time? Is it basically you're you're bringing people up and you're being a smartass or what kind of a gig is it? Mm.
1: No, so I wasn't hosting a, another burlesque uh, performer, Sugar Du Jour did. I was a judge. So oh, so we you didn't even scoring. have to,
0: you just hung out.
1: Yeah, it was like we got there and they were. They said, you know, we, we got introduced and we kind of had to sashay from backstage uh, and, uh, and then take our seat at the table and then the rest of the night was writing notes about well, how they could, you know, do things better what our favorite parts were and we had to score them on a bunch of different things so their total look whether or not their music matched their you know choreography whether they um they chose their costuming right you know like all that stuff
0: was is this uh is this something you've performed in before
1: no, I haven't. No. But I owned a burlesque store for like 15 years.
0: I was thinking so, that um, of of the Swiss army knife that is your life. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> this is like up your alley, right?
1: Yeah. So I, I owned a gothic clothing shop and then I opened a burlesque shop, which is like 1940s and 50s clothing. And so even I, I came to the States a few times to look at clothes and whatever and i did see some amazing burlesque acts in new york in la and uh vegas so it was really cool to be able to there was like a a peak height of burlesque uh in the states when it was peaking over here and so you could go in vegas and every night every like every um casino had like their burlesque night so i was there for a week and i just went from one to the other um yeah (laughs) Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, I love it. That's I love it. It's called like Potato, the Comedy esque when it's all about their face and you know, like I, I love that stuff. It's great. Yeah,
0: it's that's unique too. I'm curious. Whenever you're judging something like that, I'm trying to think. So we're we're supposed to be locked down, but let's talk about this in a minute. But a month ago, every year I'm uh, I get I do this judging for. Uh, there's like. Best in St. Louis of our city, right? And Helium is uh, one of the bigger clubs here, so I always have to judge that somebody wins like a thousand bucks or something, and then it's like a nice. What
1: are you judging them on?
0: Notch on their belt. It's a, it's comedy. Yeah, it's stand up, and it's.
1: Oh, it's stand-up coach. Gotcha. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, it's stand-up, but it's so awkward. And it's just like they just do their best 12 minutes and then who brought their like half their family and all that stuff. And then people get really emotional yeah. if they lose or like, ah, my career's over if they didn't win it. And it's it's just it's almost to the point of awkward. I'm always happy to see when like friends win or whatever. But do people I'm wondering in a burlesque competition, does it get a little heated? Is there any drama at the end?
1: No, like they're they're all very supportive, at least on the surface. So I don't know if people went home and got upset or whatever. But there were there were a lot of girls. I think it was maybe like sixteen or something girls, and there could only be um, one winner and a runner up. So you know that.
0: Oh, do we lose Simone? She's had <laughs> enough. You there?
1: Um, that was my alarm to tell me that I had to do this in half an hour.
0: So Simone's thirteen hours ahead, and I saw her tweet, and we got to the uh, we got to the studio, and I was like, "Let's just get after it." So thank you for being uh, <laughs> alarm ready. Um, so okay, so you're back to performing. Simone very very active um, with stand up comedy, and obviously you're, you're hearing all these other crazy things that she gets herself into, which is amazing because I think it's great to be dynamic. What in the world? So here we're supposed to be kind of locked down and in certain areas that people have just said, fuck it. And it's like life is normal. And then what we're supposed to be doing and then what people actually do, two different things. It's gotten to be really divisive. I say divisive, not divisive. Uh, and it's gotten to be very strange in what people are kind of hanging their hats on and what people have decided is they're like God given right and all of this crazy stuff. You are yeah. in a major city in australia yeah and you're back are you 100 percent back to normal other than just like maybe quarantining people that come in how where are you all at right now
1: so uh we i'm in western australia which makes up almost like half of the whole of australia mm-hmm. so sorry i'm gonna have to cough <coughs> oh
0: I gotta, I, gotta corona, but... I gotta put my mask
1: on i gotta put my mask i know yeah so um over here uh with like like we take up half of the country, um, which is about the size of the state. So imagine half of your country is one state. And uh, what we did is we put a hard border, which means nobody can come in unless they quarantine for two weeks. Then they get checked for, they get checked before they're allowed into the yeah. community. Um, and some people hate that, obviously, but it, it didn't matter. We had to do it. So, um, And we did lockdown very early. So by the time we had like... Ten cases, we're like lockdown, hard border. That's it. And uh, and so now we don't have any cases. We haven't had any. Um, the only cases are people coming back to Perth or back to Australia, um, and they get picked up in quarantine. So we tend to kind of have five cases, and they go down to two. Then we have another five cases, and it goes back down to two. And we have other slowly, but it's not in the community. So we still have to social distance. Like if we it was like there was a sign saying, you know, so, please socially, social distance. And then you look at the dance floor and people are just grinding on each other. Mm. Um, but it, it's not, there's no, there's no community spread. If there was, everybody locked down and did the right thing early. Mm. So um, yeah, at the moment it's like, uh, let's just hope that it stays this way because I'm really busy and I don't want to give up all my Shows again. I have like fifteen shows in October, so I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't want it to be cancelled again.
0: No, not at all. And like, so for example, here instead of just like solving it, now here's here's what I had hoped would happen. We, what you came on the show, gosh, towards the beginning of this or something. You you were on yeah. like a little while. It's Early been a little week. while now, though. Yeah, but I, what I was hoping was people would get innovative after the initial like. Hey, everybody, straighten the fuck up. Like, let's let's get this thing contained. I was hoping people would be innovative and kind of listen and just be like, okay, well, we can figure things out because nobody wants people locked up. Nobody wants people not making money, all those things. But that didn't happen. Like there was like a quick like, okay, we're all locked in and this is this is borderline, whatever, and then now it's gonna go whatever. So now we're to the point where it's still spreading, it's still exploding. You have all kinds of crazy stuff happening, but then with the shows, now you're seeing like the biggest people, the theater comics. They're doing maybe they're doing a drive-in show, right? Like they have that going, or yeah. like
1: outside in, stuff as well. I saw, that's, yeah,
0: yeah, it's outside, and then you have clubs that can have like 50 people in a 400 person club or something like that. So I, I hope more people kind of start doing that. But I just I literally saw this last night. You drive by bars and stuff where people are supposed to be, like you said, spread out and nobody's doing it. It's very strange. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How how are your healthcare system handling it?
0: So it depends on who you ask. Like, I get it, the part where people are like, well, the hospitals aren't overrun and all this stuff, which is true. I think they're not, but I think in the blink of an eye, it can happen. So. It, yeah,
1: it, so if everybody didn't, if, if everyone didn't social distance, then it'd I be guess, like straight back. Yeah, yeah
0: it, it, I guess it's kind of along those lines where you're just like, there's so much unknown with it. They have gotten some more rapid testing and things like that. Like for the longest time, there was barely even anywhere to get tested, it felt like. But now you can do that. But what I'm seeing more than anything is people are either being really conscious about it and like thoughtful and doing it, or they're just like, screw you, you're not, don't tread on me. Like it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I don't get it. What from an outsider's point of view, is it just kinda you just shake your head, like, come on. Like how does how does Yeah, yeah. I value your opinion and well, I'm just like, what does somebody who's thoughtful think about that situation?
1: we have idiots too. They're everywhere. Um, yeah. But we we had a big um, outbreak in Melbourne, actually, where it very quickly it was like 50, 100 plus cases a day. They locked them back down. And uh, I think it was just yesterday they had their lowest case day where it was like 20, mm-hmm. increase of the 20 in a day. So as much as you don't, it, like people don't want to do it, like the lockdown thing does work. Cause we're cool now, and uh, there's other states that got really pissed at our um, our premier because they're like, "Hey, our people should be allowed to come in. We got business to do." And he was like, "Too bad. You you can come in, but you got to have a good reason. You have to get like a basically like a permit permission to come in, and you have to lock down. You have to pay to stay in a quarantine hotel for two weeks. So you have to
0: pay too. Wow. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, they're not just going to have some." quarantine cave that they go stick people in and hope it works out well they
1: did for a little while so oh, they did? yeah it was um
0: spoke too soon. yeah it
1: was they they did it at the very start and then now they've gotten to the point where look everybody it's been it's been months people should have come home if they wanted to come home and now uh, there are a few cases of people though in other countries that literally there's there's no planes like you, you can't come back there's not enough international flights to get home So, um, there's still people who are waiting, but, um, yeah, it's now you have to pay. You got to pay.
0: Yeah. That's, that's incredible. So shows have been going well. Crowds are coming back out. I know you're just, you're a super busy comic. Everything's selling out. Yeah. Oh, you think, is it people are like, Hey, I I value this. Like, I I love this. Like like they were hungry for it. just they
1: value it. Yeah, not just that. It's like there's not there's not a lot of options. So usually it's like, well I could go to see this band or I could go and see this thing or I could go. And now it's like, do you want to see local talent or you want to see nothing? <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, so like I I've got actually merch on today for the motherhood for the
0: motherhood the mother
1: hoodie. Yeah. A motherhood, um, very nice. A motherhood hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Um and so we our most of our shows are sold out and like at the lounge, it's like the the best venue in Perth, the best, biggest, best comedy venue that there is. And we just did two shows um, back to back. There was like, you know, it's like 260 tickets. And already we've, um, we've sold out our second, we're doing it again, two shows back to back in November. We've sold out the first show and the second shows more than 50% sold already. And it's November and we've only just released the tickets.
0: Congratulations! That's the best feeling in the world because I like I don't know if it's just the St. Louis where I live. I think this too, and uh, shout out to Nate, our producer. He's involved with he tours right with bands, and he's yeah. an engineer and uh, big bands. And the worst thing in the world about St. Louis, and I'm sure everywhere, people won't buy tickets ahead of time a lot. So you're sitting there yeah. with 12 tickets sold and you're like, wow, uh, I feel stupid and I'm about to lose a bunch of money. And then you'll have it like 90% <laughs> full or almost sold out. And you're like, do you understand if you idiots would have done this a week ago, we could have made this way cooler, spent more money on things, like all that. That's just the yeah. worst feeling in the world. So if you are there, like, that's so amazing. Tell, uh, I know a little bit about it, but let's uh, let's hear about motherhood and just like the style of that show. I know it's a show you've been doing for a little bit. It seems to be super successful. Is it a group? Who's the group? Who's, who is the motherhood?
1: There's, um, there's four of us, uh, and we're four mums. Uh, it's myself, Emma Krause, uh, who was, she was like a, a finalist on Australia's Got Talent. Um, That's great. and we've got, a uh, yeah, Lucy, Lucy Ewing and Pony Knox. So there's, we're all very different. Like Pony's, like the country girl. Lucy's kind of like a quirky mom. Uh, I'm single mom. Yeah, that's pretty much my my thing. Um, and so uh, all of us together, we're all super different. But um, part of the beauty of why we sell out so fast is because it's for mums. And mums, if they want a night off, you got to plan way in advance. You've not got to know who's looking after <laughs> so their kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah it's, it's great, so um, so yeah. Most of our shows are like sell out well in advance.
0: Just that's a, always that's really always smart. Sell out. See, that's that's the that's the thing. You've gotten really intelligent with who your target audience is. I'm like trying to get these cool kids to come out. <laughs> As you're like, no, you got you have people that have their shit together. They have a schedule. They're gonna put this in their Google calendar, and it is they are having yeah. fun. <laughs>
1: Yes, and, and not just that they do. They come in mums groups. They yes. they make it an event, so we sell a lot of tickets in groups of like ten or six. So it it sells out fast because you get a few mums groups, and you're like, well, that's half of the tickets gone.
0: That's amazing. So with so when you're performing. Uh, you've performed in the States a few times, right? Uh, so yes. give me, what's the, if there are any, what are the biggest differences between like a, where you're from in Australia, the crowds uh, comparatively? Or is there, is it is it all just, man, depends on, in St. Louis alone, in one city, if you went from one club to another, you're going to have two different types of crowds. Is there a way to kind of designate U.S. crowds and Australian crowds?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I would say that um, in Perth anyways, they're, they're pretty much up for anything. So like, you know, occasionally there's stuff and you're like, oh, I don't know if this is kind of semi-racist. And the a crowd's like, we love it. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs>
0: is that good or bad? Yeah. <laughs>
1: like you're like, no, what, what's happening? But um, over in Melbourne, there um, there's another comic, uh, Craig Quartermain, who does this joke about the fact that in Melbourne, they say a joke, and it takes five seconds for them to respond because they got to think. Wait, is this you know is this triggering for anyone? Am I allowed to laugh at this? Is it you know they take a they take a while. So he's um, indigenous, and he does some race jokes, and people are like, are we allowed to laugh? So oh, he finds wow. those audiences hard. So I, I've been told that that's what um, San Francisco is like apparently, <laughs> a little bit like that.
0: Yeah, but and the, um, when yeah. I
1: was there, like um, I found two things. Number one, I have to slow down because I talk so fast and there's pl- people who don't understand my accent. And I've been not introduced as Australian before and the audience has just been like pulled back and I had to go. It's all right. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just from Australia. <laughs> you know, like it's okay, like, right? 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 You, you, you guys aren't hearing me wrong. This is this is the thing. Um, yeah, and uh, and they don't like me bagging out my kids. I guess like there's that um, there's that thing where maybe a lot of people leave their kids or something. I don't know. But um, but yeah, that's, whenever that's, I bag them out.
0: Yeah, they they weren't having it there, huh? Whereas, like, I they don't didn't know
1: like it, no. that.
0: See, that's what's funny. I guess the U.S. is in Australia. It's so big, so wherever you go, like, it's gonna be weird or different. Like, your crowds in Dallas, Texas, are gonna be much different than your crowds in like uh, exactly where you were in San Francisco or Portland yeah. or Seattle or or these cities. So yeah. I always I really- find that to be interesting. And then too, even within a city, you can find. Uh, that people from this part of the city or where that club draws from are going to find things way funnier uh, than people in another part. It's it's very interesting to me, and I always like paying totally. attention to kind of see where the crowds are, uh, where their heads are at. Right.
1: Well, I've done I've done rooms in the Valley in L.A. Mm-hmm. and they were way easier. And then I did Hollywood, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is hard." Yeah. <laughs> were they doing
0: the thing where? Uh, were they were they judging you too harshly or they weren't having a good time? Like, where, where did you perform um, in Hollywood? I
1: would say judging, probably. Yeah, oh, okay. it was, gotcha. I, I, I've i done lots since, but it was the first time I came over that I was like, oh, this is hard. Then I learned and came back with new skills.
0: Yeah, and you it took them by storm. <coughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Nate, uh, not that you have to jump in too much here, but do you, I'm starting to maybe think that Simone is not being completely honest on her uh, on her COVID-less area. Wait, can I get an engineer's opinion? Uh. <laughs> she falls out of the chair. Oh, man. I'm going to have to quarantine after a this dying. interview. Yeah, this is... this is, uh, Yeah,
1: I'm, I've been getting renovations done in my house.
0: Let's, let's hear about it. And I'm sitting
1: downstairs where there's dust. And I can't tell if it's like I've got an actual cough or...
0: No, it's I, the, the dust. I have to keep wiping off the screen. Tube. Yeah. Yeah. This is a technical problem at this point. Look what you've done. No. <laughs> give me, give me the updates on the house. How <laughs> do you have asbestos regulations in, in Australia? What's happening? Yeah,
1: we absolutely do. <laughs> if you've got asbestos, you have to pay a lot of money to get rid of that.
0: Oh, it's the worst. But so, um, So tell me about the house. You have a beautiful asbestos, home. Yeah.
1: Thank you. It's, it's, my kitchen's getting redone.
0: So. Okay. And how's yeah, that going?
1: I hope it's, Oh, my God, it's so much worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Everything's falling apart. Like, they just find one thing after another, you know? So, it was like, oh, we, we're going to move your your kitchen 20 centimeters this way. Oh, no, never mind. We can't because there's pipes there and we can't do that. And then, oh like, God. I, they took the kitchen island out and went, oh, there's no floorboards under there. You, you're going to have to get that done. I was like, oh, my God. So, it's just, yeah. It's, it's just know, piling up. ends up. So much more expensive than I thought it was going to be, but I'm like, beautiful kitchen. Think of the kitchen,
0: right, right, yeah. right. So your kids can mess it up every other day, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry do all me. that work, yeah.
0: I, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Um, I love hearing that you're busy later today. Uh, your kids aren't running around. Where are they at today?
1: They're, they're at my parents' house, so I can. I've got to record a thing for couch TV um, this afternoon, so I had to do this, and I had the awards last night, so they're they're off with my my parents yeah because my ex is actually away at the moment i decided while he's away i should get reno's done and (laughs) a nightmare so
0: what so what are you recording later today can you talk about it
1: um yeah i can Uh, i i um i'm part of uh the couch tv and just uh once a month on the show i have comedians as a panel and we just talk about one topic or another sometimes it's like you know is social media bad for you is this week it is going to be um, – oh, shit, I better, better remember. It's in a couple of hours. Um, no, has cancel culture gone too far? So we're going to talk about stuff like the fact that, you know, Ellen – like, can you be canceled for not being kind enough, you know? Like, I say no. I I think more people should be canceled. Like, Kim Kardashian – okay, the Kardashian show got canceled. I was like, yes, I don't have to try and keep up with those bitches anymore. Um <laughs> But,, yeah, I mean, maybe the wrong people are getting cancelled
0: i th- I think that's it no, I love hearing that opinion too and and here's something that I think we all need to admit if we if we don't personally like the person, we kind of go, yeah,
1: mm.
0: and I've heard, yeah, I bet, and I'm talking a decade of this and and I work with somebody who used to write for Ellen, and they've said or implied allegedly, she's a monster and a horrible person. And, and it's always been the rumor and all, the, and not even the rumor, like people are like, it is known. And I thought it was, personally, I thought it was kind of funny whenever uh, whenever people were coming down on her. But then, then you start to scratch the surface a little bit. And I'm like, oh, wait, this is your ammo? Like, even though I think that yeah. she probably is shitty to work for, uh, what does that have to do with me? And what like the is who cares? <laughs> she was playing a part on her stupid show and people tuned in. So okay, great. Then why would I why would I take pleasure in her getting canceled? Because the next thing that happens is you laugh and you're like, Yeah, get her out of here, because I don't agree with her. But then they turn the gun on you in, in two seconds. Like if you have that mindset, it will come oh, back. Oh totally. Around. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. So I, I think I agree. Are you saying But I'm
1: still gonna go out and say the exact opposite anyway. I'm like, she's so wealthy. Like she's a Of course, she's going to be a diva. She doesn't yeah. want to talk to everybody. I don't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I get so much like um, just being on the radio, like I, I get a lot of um, people contacting me through social media and be like, I listen every week. I've had like weird letters sent to me and stuff. And it's like, I would told you like you... to meet me for a coffee? I'm like, no, I can't. Do-
0: <laughs> I told you I... that we would... If we could just not talk about those letters, I was drunk.
1: Listen, this is enough. It was six pages last time, man. Calm down.
0: Do you know how much? Do you know how much postage is?
1: Just send me some money, okay? <laughs> cash app.
0: Oh yeah, do that. Man, is that a thing with Australia people? I see this more and more, and I don't know if it's younger people or just I don't know. But uh, what is people's birthdays now? They'll put their cash app up. <laughs> and be like, Very if you feel good. like blessing my cash app, I'm like. What? Why the fuck would I want to do that? But uh, hey, if you make something off it, that's fine. So wait, let's go back to this. So I okay. So so we do podcasts and all this fun media stuff and like. But my kind of world started like you haven't been doing comedy for twenty years. You how long have you been doing comedy?
1: Um, not that long. It'll be four years in December, so See, I'm like three. Yeah.
0: But you hustle. Like there's no. I have
1: really hard, yeah. So like from the start when I first started doing it, I, I would be doing as many shows as I could, and I still do that. I'm like, right. Only now they're all paid shows, as before exactly. it was free shows.
0: But that's a quick. That's a quick turnaround. Sometimes it'll take people five to ten years to even get to that. But you're also, like you said, you're you're filming pilots, you're doing radio, all these things. And I think that, yeah. I think I started a radio show when I was 31, I'm 36. Yes, so I started that. So I put way more effort into it than like a 22 year old getting into radio or something yeah, like that. Totally. So you get to do some cool stuff probably quicker because you're you're wiser and you navigate the field a little bit better. But back to the radio thing. Um, ours went okay. It was like a small thing, but we had a little bit of success, right? And we got to do better time slots and we got to do some, we had some cool opportunities because of it. I bring this up because the dude thing where like people are like, hey, you're uh, on the radio and, you know, dating girls at the time, they're like, oh my God, anywhere we would go if, you know, because it's always the same guy. It's like, uh, you know, a late 20s dude. He's like, hey, what's up, man? You know, start that thing. But yeah, that's more of like, hey, I want to be your pal. And then if they DM too much, it's just kind of like, okay, it's not that big a deal. But to flip it, and to be a woman in that situation where there's yeah. the weird creep factor or like implied sex thing or something i yeah i think about uh, like whether uh, it's 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 a different kind of weird
1: oh yeah it's it's difficult to navigate we we did a show um the other day uh i on it's like abc mornings mm. and uh and they were talking about celebrity crushes and there were people who messaged in to say it was me. And I was like, dude, I'm not a celebrity. Like, <laughs> calm down. And like, it's, it's very sweet though. But yeah, yeah. so it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because, because it's a talk back and there's lots of people that, um, message and yeah. I've had some interesting ones.
0: Are they, because you do, you probably have some reach on social media from not just Australia. Is it local people mainly? Yeah. Or is it oh my rim? gosh.
1: Do you know what? I only know this. I only know this because last night my, my friend Shayla, who was my like plus one for the Apprentice Awards. She goes, where's, where are all your like um, followers from? And I said, I, I don't know. And she's like, you can look. So she showed me how to look and a quarter of them are from the States.
0: I take responsibility so, for like I, three of them, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: so uh, that's a I was lot. Like, wow, that's that's a lot. Yeah. So I think um, I think it. I think I might have more followers from the states than I do Australia. It's like states, Australia. Then for some reason, it was like I think it's like Iraq. I think. And I was thinking, oh, that might be because I've done stuff, um, Zoom shows for the military. Right. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's some followers from science who happened to be over there at the moment, but right. are posted there, but yeah, it's weird. I had no idea. So a quarter. Thank you. Thank you for all the Americans.
0: <laughs> well, you'll have a few that'll uh, remember you from coming on here. And then, uh, I'm sure there'll be some new
1: ones. There too, were a so. lot of, um, comics that I met, um, and yes. their friends, uh, and friends, you know, like I stayed with comics, met their friends as well. And I guess I did a lot of shows. So, um, some of my, like, best followers like art hi art if you end up watching this um up, there's, there's some nice people that basically found me from just seeing me at a show right. and um and then they like support everything that i do and they're like doing a zoom show they'll always come and watch and yeah so it's good
0: i think i think that's uh that's the karma thing or, or the, the, the good habits follow you thing, because you're so busy and you're so, it it seems like you could be a monster in in person, but you seem so supportive. I'm a
1: nightmare.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. After all the conversations (laughs) I've had with you, I was like, ah, she's pretty cool. Uh, no, it's one of those things where I think people see you supporting all the time and then that's going to attract other positive, cool people. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I've found since the start when I started, I never said no to anything. Even if it was gonna be a horrible show, even if it was like no matter what, I, I'll do everything. Like this this show. If yeah. I if I have the time, I'll I'll do anything that I can to, you know, help people out or you know, and everything leads to something. So even the weird, odd, small things have ended up being more exposure for me because it's led to something bigger or more money or bigger, bigger shows, um, corporate shows. Uh, it's all just from doing other stuff. So you just got to keep putting yourself out there and, uh, and don't be, I think there are people who are a bit snobby about it and they're like, well, if it's not the number one network in Australia, I'm not going to go on it. And it's like, dude, I'll go on community TV. I'll go on community radio. Like it's fine. I'll do all of it.
0: Uh, Let me tell you this, like from, That mindset is the mindset to have because if you do have it, because it's nothing funnier than someone with zero following and zero pull, and maybe they're getting good or they're going to be good, but to also have an attitude because I know too many people that they would deem as ultra successful that still have the mentality that you have and still push and still grind and still answer people's emails and respond on Instagram, all that dumb stuff that you think doesn't matter. If you have that mindset where it's like, well, Hey, and it's okay to filter things out. But if you, if you carry that mindset where you are saying like, Hey, this could lead to something, but you're not necessarily looking for some payoff right away. Right? Like, Oh, it's it's nasty when you can smell that on people.
1: It's it's nice just to help people out as well. So like, um, I, I know that if, I needed to do like a fundraiser show or I needed to, to pull something quickly. I know that there's lots of people that have my back because I have their back and I do right. it for them. Like, um, I've opened for other comics, that, that you know, for free, you know, for festivals and stuff because, like, why not? It's good stage time and all that kind of stuff. If I can do it, I always will. But, um, but the only thing now is uh, I'm getting so busy that I, I, I can only commit to paid stuff now. Because it's like checks in the middle for this, by the way. Oh, I get too booked. I'm too booked up, and um, and yeah. So it's um, it's not quite the same in that regard. But I'll I'll always do everything that I can for um for people.
0: No, I I think that's good. (gasps) I think it's a good mindset. But okay, so say things get normal um are you going so you you have two sons if i mean we've kind of alluded to you having kids you have two kids you're you've been to the states before you're super busy what do you so we've talked a few times but what do you like what's your ultimate path to success is it just having some freedom to pick things out creatively do you even know what it looks like are you just going to keep working till it it it, the wheels fall Um, off
1: like well, I, I didn't have a goal when I started. And there's a lot of people who are like, I just want to be famous and all all this stuff. I don't care about that at all. All I care about is selling shows. Like if I, I'm like I'm living off comedy, if I can keep doing that, like as long as I possibly can, like that's the best. It's the best job in the world, like hanging out with your mates, um, all the the little things that some people don't like, like regional, like country shows. I love doing them. I love going out there. So you get to travel with your mates. Like we pick and choose, you know, like we've got certain shows that we do with like, um, like the motherhood. I've got another show with called life with, um, my mates, Mick and John, like, it's cool that I get to go chill with them and, um, get paid. So, uh, that, that's pretty much my goal to just keep Getting to do shows with cool people, um, keep doing some great shows. Like, I love, I want to do some more theater shows. So, I'm hoping that'll come up um, once the restrictions ease. But other than that, there is no goal. I, I am hoping that the pilot gets te- picked up by network, though. Just that, How incredible so would that work. be?
0: Does it, yeah, it is a ton of work. And, and again, I, I get, I have the pleasure of working with some people that are going to network, or they're selling stuff, or they're, part, or they're getting ready to do this, or they're doing that. So, to me, the way the entertainment landscape is now at least here and I'm sure it's exact same thing where you are, it feels more like you can achieve it than ever before, even though like there's a ton of competition and it's unbelievably difficult, but I feel like if you do have a good idea and you're pushing it in front of people, there's always that chance. Like Netflix, like I see so many things that I'm like This could be on Netflix, right? Yeah. I don't even know if that's the perfect standard to hold, but I don't know. Do you feel like, I mean, you're literally filming it right now. Do you feel like uh, this is something that could push forward and and be a big part of your life?
1: I hope so. Um, The filming starts on the 5th of October. So um, part of it is taking place in my kitchen.
0: So, wait. Okay. So I'm hoping
1: this is going to be finished.
0: I'm gonna yeah that would be important unless it's a, a sitcom about you know building a house, but <laughs> what if what yeah. how, how are you going about this? Are you doing your own production? Is somebody ordered this production? Like how is this working?
1: No, so um, so the writer is uh, David Harris and he's made a few like web series and stuff like that, um, and he had a script which was um, called Open, uh, which was originally it was about a guy called Mike who is a agent. And he had like musician that end up, you know, doing, going places, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, even though he's a, he's a shitty agent. And so it started off about that. And um, the guy contacted me and said, look, we've changed our mind. We want to change the script to have the character, a a comedian and we want to use you. Would you be interested? And I was like, sure. Cause I, can, cause I'm like, yeah, so sure, I'll do another thing. Probably. Classic Simone. And so yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, sure. I can act. Yeah, sure. Um, and so then, uh, then they rewrote it. Basically it's, it's very, very close to my life. Like my character is called Simone. I'm a single mum comedian. I start off having a shop and then I start doing comedy. So like, um, other than the fact that my best friend is a drag queen, um, in the show, Like it's, it's very, it's very similar to my actual life.
0: Are you, do you, do you worry? I mean, so you, you're pretty out there in regards to you, you seem pretty carefree. You're in an entertainment field. You're in comedy. People are going to get their feelings hurt. I don't know what your relationship is with your family, or you have an ex. <laughs> that's immediately what I think of because you're gonna yeah. have to, if you're gonna do a, a series that's loosely based on your life, there's gonna be maybe some hurt feelings. Are you prepared? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, and I don't yeah, know. it's
1: um, they they they've made it so that um the characters that it, it's very similar to my life in that um. Some things that have happened do happen, um, but the the character is different enough for it to be like, oh, it's just based on a true story. Right, right, right. Fine. Okay, that's so, good. So, like, uh, yeah, like my ex is in marketing and his life's very different. My ex on the show is a yoga instructor, and our our problems are that he is a little too zen, so oh. he forgets things, which it still happens. Like it was so funny because they, I, there are bits of it. Like David wrote that, you know, he flaked and couldn't forget to pick up the kids from school. And I was like, this actually happened. <laughs> like you're <laughs> writing it. But, um, right. and he was like, Oh my God. Like I just, I was, he was trying to figure out what these hurdles for like a single mom doing this stuff was going to be. And I was like, yeah, you nailed it. This is exactly what happens. So, um, yeah, so I I feel like my my ex is gonna have a few moments of being like ooh, but um, but he'll be fine. He's I mean I he's seen some of my comedy like there's a bit where I call him a cunt, <laughs> so like he he's um he liked that joke. He was like it's funny, like that, yeah, that's
0: right. good. That's good so, that you guys can have that relationship too. But I, I just personal experience, I do remember the thing of like being new in radio and even on as. As informative or just back and forth, like you develop a character on radio. Without even just the most straightforward stuff, you're gonna say things because it's funnier. You're gonna go along with things and just be like, "Oh, um, sure." If you're just if you're constantly hitting the brakes and be like, "Well, that's not how it is," like that sucks. Nobody wants to hear that. So <laughs> I do remember having that conversation with like my mom. I'm really close to my parents, and my mom's like, "Well, you know, you said that." I'm like. That's not a thing. <laughs> like you have to understand. Yeah, my, my
1: parents are damn lucky that they're not in this show. Let me tell you.
0: <laughs> Would you take the screw? They should be
1: thanking their lucky stars. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is that how so it? So many
1: do, things have happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. Even on my 40th birthday, I was like, just so you guys know, like, you guys are so lucky. Just remember this moment because I want you guys to just remember how lucky you are that I don't talk about you because I would fucking destroy you. <laughs> like <laughs> like literally. Was, They'd been drinking. They wouldn't even remember it, but I was like, just be lucky that I don't talk to her about you guys. Yeah. Are,
0: they, are they off limits?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I need them to look after my kids. <laughs> my ex has well, to, you know what I mean? They have right. kids, but... My parents, I'm just like, oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leave it for the uh, biography when they're dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, okay. So there's some interesting stuff that you would talk about.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my okay. parents. Yeah. There's there's a reason, you know, like when it's like, the, you know, there's a reason why you're a comedian. Sure. Uh, Yeah. 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 And it's funny because people have met my parents and gone, oh, man, this all makes sense now.
0: See, I'm putting yeah. this on the list of uh, of things to make happen. Like maybe, I, maybe uh, in the future, if, if we're ever allowed to travel again, I got to meet these parents. So that's uh,
1: oh, that's yeah. gonna be on yeah.
0: the on the checklist. Um, okay, yeah. so so the TV show you're hoping that uh, blows up, and typically, and, and this this is gonna sound super either American or stupid or whatever. For uh, obviously, just a TV show in general, you just you hope it's some kind of Creative success, right? So from an Australian point of view, um, you get a TV series and do you just hope that it does well in Australia? Is this something that you want? Um, And maybe not with this one or what are the goals? I think everybody's are a little bit different. Um, I just think it's unique, yeah. um, kind of to learn about somewhere else that does have a an entertainment industry. Is this something that you want to explode and be like an international hit? Like, how does that work, or do you just start local and we'll see what happens?
1: I mean, it's hard just to be a national hit. Uh, it's hard. It's inter- hard to get fifty
0: people to come out locally. Like, that's that's an achievement. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, lo- locally, because of a lot of mums know us, like yeah. in Perth. We, we can sell out shows. That's no problem. But when we went to Adelaide, um, which is another state, we had trouble selling tickets. All of us were out there flyering and we we're like, oh my God, we've never done this before. We're so used to selling out in advance and you go to another city that nobody knows who you are right. because we've, we've blown up from word of mouth. So um, success, I guess here and anywhere is somewhere like having a special on Netflix. Um, uh, that's, probably the the biggest but um when they're pitching it i i believe they're pitching it for um abc or abc on demand um which would just be it's an australian um that's incredible thing yeah it's which so well well we'll see we're not going anywhere yet but uh you know like it's it's weird because um like the the motherhood we we got uh, a contract to make all these like short films that uh, played in the middle of the city on this like huge, big, um, like, I don't yeah. know, big, huge TV screen. Right. But, um, but that's only Perth city. So right. it's, uh, it's weird to just have um, that local stuff. But at the moment, that's pretty much my, my goal Anyway, is just to live off comedy. And while stuff like that keeps happening, I'll keep doing it and keep plugging.
0: I love it. So, I know you've got a busy day ahead of you. Anything else that uh, mm-hmm. I need to know about that, uh, that's rocking and rolling right now? And I guess if, things, let's say 2021, things are somewhat restored back to normal in the sense that entertainers can go wherever. What What are you trying to do in the next year if you can even leave your state?
1: If we're allowed to leave? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll definitely come back to the states. That's, uh, that's on my list. Um, I, I, it's weird cause I've been going uh, like at, at least like twice a year for the last like three years. So to not come this year, it's been like, oh, this is, feels a little weird. Cause I've got so many friends over there as well. Right, so, right. um, they're keeping me up to date with everything that's happening. And it's weird because a lot of people have moved. So people that lived in LA or lived in Vegas have now moved to, other states, so when I come back, it's going to be real different. Which
0: is just bad. so you know, like, and again, I'm I don't know because nobody knows. But um, and just because Joe Rogan leaves L. A. doesn't mean that L. A. is dead or, or something like that. But there's some big time headliners that are all like move, have moved out for at least the time being. I don't know what the landscape of the clubs are going to look like. Like locally, um, Nikki Glazer's from here. She's a a, a pretty big comic. Mm-hmm. She can do theaters and all that good stuff. Um I
1: saw that she was touring with her dad. So cool. <laughs> her dad.
0: dad. I've met her parents. They're really nice and they're their game. I remember right. when she had her Comedy Central show, they definitely did a segment where they were like I think she asked her dad and mom if if they'd done anal and I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> like, but they're very comfortable. Whatever. But they they're great people. All that good stuff, but you have somebody like Nikki Glaser um that's like been living here in St. Louis instead of New York, I guess, or LA or or whatever. To me, I feel like some people might reevaluate where they're even at or where they want to be because they're like, wait, why am I paying to live in this rat infested city or like whatever else? Or or they realize that like, okay, well, if I want to live near where I grew up, I can just do that and, and not necessarily have to be somewhere. I don't know. I think that this has made a lot of people reevaluate and I think that landscapes could definitely change. So um I'm oh, personally interested to see. Yeah.
1: What happens, yeah. Like we Perth is the most isolated city in the world because the closest city to, fly to is white. Like you drive there, it's gonna take you days. Um so our prices have gone through the roof because we've got, we're currently not in lockdown. Like we're we're going fine, and we've got all these huge mining jobs. Because um, so basically, Perth, WA is like running Australia's economy at this point in time. Like wow. um, it's our state that's making all the money. And so initially, when COVID happened, all the housing prices dropped. And now all the hu- housing prices have gone through the roof in WA because um, everyone wants to be there. They've reevaluated. They're like, yeah, it's isolated, but it's safe and you can actually work. And there's money there. So that's,
0: that's incredible. Yeah, lucky. Uh, that's and I, I have no knowledge of real estate or anything, but in St. Louis, which okay, so if you're from Los Angeles and you hear from somebody's from St. Louis, somebody might be like, hmm, okay. Like, it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> but like, uh, there is a lot of growth and things like that. But people are having, um, like home buyers come up and knock on their door if they don't have a sign in their front yard. Like, the market's been crazy. Oh, you want to sell?
1: You want to sell? Yeah. Yeah,
0: And then and they'll do yeah. it and they'll buy and they'll pay above market. So I don't know, add it to the list of things that I'm just super confused about and don't have understand. no idea like, yeah. what's going to happen. But so.
1: it's, It's good for me because we get to do like I'm flying out twice. Uh, I've got two more lined up in the next couple of months Um, mining gigs. So we get flown out to mine sites and we, we perform for people who are stuck there maybe for two, three weeks at a time. And then they fly back home for like a week and fly back out. So we call it FIFO, fly in, fly out. And um and yeah, so I get to do those gigs, which are great, and they pay really well.
0: I was going to say so. they have to pay incredibly well. What is a mi- What are Australian miners like? Are these engineers? or Are they? Yeah. Are they? Uh, uh, yeah, are they more yeah, you
1: get. Um, it, it's somewhere. Do you know in what blue between. collar means? So, I like, didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> and I know what blue collar means. It's um yeah, they they're definitely um blue collar. You go out and um they they all they're all wearing like the boots you know the they're they're in red dirt dust and uh so like some the first one that we ever did they were coming off a 12 hour shift it was 6 p.m and they wanted us to start the show at 6 30 and these people were exhausted I'm like let them get a little drunk first like they literally walked off their shift and and to the place and we're like I'm like, give them a second. So it wasn't until like halfway through the show that they were starting to come alive and change that mindset from just, yeah, working. Um, But uh, yeah, there's a a lot of engineers, but they were all definitely all blue collar workers.
0: But sometimes those are the, and maybe that's good for you as a comic too, because sometimes uh, those people they're gonna they're gonna be a little harder, or it's just gonna be a little different, and maybe they're a more literal person. It is incredible to me the how certain groups of people can take jokes or or what hits or what doesn't.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, um, I MC this show that we do at the mining sites, and uh, like the last time I did it, there was just one guy that. He wouldn't shut up. So I just kept kind of going back to him. And I do this joke that wouldn't really translate to the States. I talk about tattoos and there were guys, they all got matching tattoos. I asked for non-shit tattoos and, uh, and they had the Southern cross, which is basically like Bougainville tattoo. Like it's a Bogan, like a kind of white trash. Red okay. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're They all kind of get this. Yeah. They all kind of get that, this kind of tattoo. What, what like American band hey, would, would they be into? It? Oh, uh, um, I don't know, like, I, some country.
0: Okay, <laughs> some all country right. Bad. It, some no, worse, country. It's
1: worse than that. Yeah. yeah. I blink one, eight, two. I don't know.
0: Oh, come on. That was my youth. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no, I yeah, gotcha. Yeah, the gotcha. dirt bags. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, they, uh, I said about how they had like the Southern Cross and this, this guy had it. And he goes, mm. yeah, how did you know? Like, I got, I got that. We got matching tattoos. My whole joke is about these guys that got matching tattoos. He's there. He got matching tattoos. And he goes, but I got mine in Rockingham, which is like Bogan Central. And that was my punchline, like, to the joke. And I was like, oh, my God, you've ruined my punchline because you are that person. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: And he didn't even like, necessarily oh, I, understand why it was funny, probably. He was just like, "Oh, this is God, awesome!"
1: Everyone else did. They were yeah. killing themselves. Like, and oh. and then I said, um, "You know, like you guys didn't get matching tattoos with each other." I said, "This is my punchline. You guys didn't get matching tattoos with each other. You got matching tattoos with the population of Rockingham." <laughs> and then I said, "But you've ruined that." And I was like, "But for the record, when I'm in Rockingham, I say Mandra, which is another <laughs> perfect, very close place that also has it." So yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's it's interesting. We do we get some interesting types and uh and those ones that are up for it they're they're my most fun when I first started if somebody spoke to me I would I, I couldn't talk to them I didn't know what to say and now when someone starts talking I'm like Ugh, bring it things are about to get different and like things happen that you you don't know like uh, you know what's um you know where where it's gonna go which is great fun
0: No, I I think that's how you have to be too. And especially somebody that's like, that's got the either work ethic or just the, the fire that you're putting behind things, like not everything's going to go to plan. Right. So if you can be a little more (laughs) versatile, that helps you grow. So no, that's, that's fantastic to hear. What an interesting thing too, to fly, you have that option to fly to those mining shows. Like what a weird time. I guess it's not that weird, but for you to be able to be picking up those gigs and staying so busy whenever yeah. we have people here that could sell out arenas that are doing 100-person shows and clubs because that's all that's available right now. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I saw Whitney Cummings did something in her backyard.
0: So... Like, yeah. what? Yeah. I, I, I mean, they're, a friend of Whitney Cummings may be sneaking through here and doing a show with us and she probably <gasps> was going to make, you know, half a million dollars this year or something. Like, oh, wow, it's, it's yeah, crazy yeah. what's what's happening. Uh, do you know who Brian Regan is? If you don't, he's he sells. Yeah, of okay. course, okay, yeah. yeah. So he clean so wh- clean comic. Yeah, he's a clean comic, and he where we're located in St. Louis, two or a block um, south of us, is like a college basketball arena, right? So it holds. Um, Nate, what's Schaeffer's hold? 5,000, 10,000? Yeah, about there. Something like that. And he sells it out, or he can, he can do shows where, like, uh, the, our professional hockey team plays where you would have, uh, I think, 10,000 probably if, he, if they sectioned it off. Whatever. He sells those out. He just did Helium Comedy Club like two weeks ago. In a socially distanced thing. So, what that does is it pushes other people down. And then you're (laughs) going to have people that are club headliners like doing front yard shows just to get some time.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. That's what's happening in New York right now. Well, my first, my, oh, in New York as well?
0: They're just doing, they're literally, you have people, I think of this, and he's probably just staying busy. I see Mark Normand, who's, you know, goes out on the road with Jerry Seinfeld and who's a club headliner himself. Uh, He's like doing, 12-person shows in the park every day. It's all he can yeah. do yeah. if he's not out on the yeah. road.
1: When when we first, uh, my first show back um, was for 15 people and there were five comics on the lineup. So I, I feel that, but it jumped fairly quickly. So I did like two 20-people shows, then I did a 50-person show, and now it's back up 100, 130. That's about, awesome. Um, but yeah, do you think being so dynamic... Yeah,
0: do you think well you didn't have that much of a break but you were doing I remember you were doing some Zoom shows you were doing roast show you were doing things and then you're always writing and you're coming up with other things I think people like you that you know have five or six tricks up their sleeve like maybe this wasn't I don't know you tell me when you first went back up did you feel rusty and like oh, oh no Or I don't know. It feels like you're maybe the type of person. I
1: felt rusty Uh that first one. Okay. But um, I'd written a bunch of new stuff. Right, right. And I literally had a piece of paper. So I did, I did like, uh, it was a 20 minute set. I think I did maybe 10 of my, like start off with like my Mm -hmm. old stuff. And then I was like, right, here's the thing. I wrote all these really terrible jokes in ISO. Do you guys want to hear my regular stuff? Or do you want to hear some really terrible jokes about Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina <laughs> Can I hear one? and they're like vagina and I was like okay because and I told jokes about um yeah. the candle like the and I wrote so much oh my god there was so much well um, just that's a good that. thing though too I, I've ended up with 15 minutes on that fucking candle
0: <laughs> on the candle alone <laughs>
1: On the candle. Yeah, yeah. It was so much. So, like, now it's like I've got to cut it down, but I keep writing more. It's so easy. Like, it's, right. it was – and people – people, some people don't know what it is, so it's interesting for them to find out.
0: <laughs> well, and So, vagin- now I keep doing – You keep doing what? Yeah,
1: there's always money in the vagina. And I do have a vagina show, which I'm doing again for Fringe this year. So, we have a festival coming up, and I'm doing – single which is myself and John we do like a split show about being single um, I've got the motherhood show as well and I think I'm going to be doing a kids show with my kids and and Silence of the Labia which is like is full nudity not from me but from my my partner in crime for that show um, and so yeah it's uh, I, I definitely have a diverse range of stuff I do <laughs>
0: You have to. We watched, uh, I showed producer Nate here uh, your quarantine parody the other day. Your kids did great in that. Like, do you want, do they have that bug? Do you think they're going to be uh, getting into entertainment type things or, or, or do they just uh, kind of go probably, along with it because like, moms do it?
1: The oldest one wants to like just be one of those people that plays games and makes videos, you know, like when he, he grows up. But now. I think he looks at me. Yeah. Yeah. He he has said he wants to be a comedian and he's great with puns. Like he's, he's quicker than I am. Sometimes I'm like, where did you pull that from? (laughs) Like, you know, just cute, cute things. Like we, we were going to my parents' house, we were running late and they were ordering food and I said, all right, guys, what do you want to order? Like, um, Nanny wants to order a head. And Xavier said, mommy, we don't eat heads. Order a head. I was like, Oh, my God. Like, I was killing myself to come from, at the time he was eight, from an eight-year-old. Mummy, we don't order heads. They're like, we don't eat heads. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so they definitely, they have that, that something. And I yeah. think there's a, a a few people who have seen, who haven't even met them and see them uh, online in their pictures, and they're like, you can tell that they're happy little, you know, confident children because they've got that, like, little cheeky, you know, they, they've they not had a hard life <laughs>
0: Their their kitchen's getting Um, remodeled, so I think they're probably doing okay. So, (laughs) no, I I love that. I think that's really cool that you're including them and they're doing all that. I'm trying to think like when people see that too, like, oh man, that's a lot of of work, but it's achievable. I'm trying to think when I was eight, I definitely thought I was going to be a professional basketball player and that's not achievable. So keep them on the path of things that they could actually do.
1: Yeah. To be honest, the, the weird thing is I, when I was younger, I chopped and changed so many times what I wanted to be. I actually, my first thing that I really wanted to be was an actor, which um, is now the last thing that I'm doing. But there were lots of times where like I would spy on the neighbours and be like the time and this is what they're doing. Um, And I ended up being a private investigator for like 18 months when I lived in Melbourne. Um, I just recently, I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram, but I shared my inquiry agent's licence, which is my licence to stalk um, I don't know if I saw I it or a, not.
0: Maybe I did. I don't I can't remember, but I'll have to, maybe I didn't realize what it was. It yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so I, I, d- I did that. Um, and I wanted to be, uh, a a nurse and I, I worked at, uh, at doing like basic nursing, like caring at a nursing home. So it was like, I kind of crossed off everything in my list. I wanted to be a writer. I, I wrote a couple of books. Um, I should finish the third one in the series, but I don't have time at this point. No. Um, and so, like everything that I kind of wanted to to do, I I have actually done. I wanted to um, be a designer and I had my own businesses and I ended up designing clothing that I sold to other countries as well. It was in Germany. It was in New Zealand. Um, it was called uh, Kichua which is like a gothic range. So like I've crossed all these things off my list. And the funniest part was never once in my life did I know even that comedian existed. And this is the best thing that I've ever done. Like I would give up everything else. Like I don't, I wouldn't care about being on the radio or doing a TV series or any of those things. If I could do just one thing for the rest of my life, I would definitely be a Turing comic.
0: So I'm a, dead. Nah. <laughs> that's amazing to yeah. hear though, because all those other things could now fund that. And you could get to that point yeah. where you, you have some kind of a hit, something goes really well and then you can take those chances to be like, no, I'm a comic now, and nobody's going to stop me. So I love that. That's a that's a perfect mindset too. I was going to say I got to hear this, but um, I'll let you get on with your day. Private investigator, weirdest thing yeah. or most, uh, maybe uh, yeah. Give me some. Give me something strange that you found, or maybe something that you learned. Like, well, most people that hire a private investigator, all oh, they really want you to do, like, give me some insight.
1: Oh, well, a lot of people, they don't realize that they can, they can be, um, surveilled like without their knowing, like, because you, you don't sit close to their house. You're, you're up the other end of the street. Um, the fact that you kind of keep car distance behind, like there's ways you stalk people. So it's, it's interesting that like, um, that I have those, those skills still, um, that, uh, that have always, that I've still got that, you know, like it's been, I, it's been like 17 years since I did it, but I'm still, I still have all that. I still know what to do. Still know what my legal, where I can film from if I wanted to film, you know, you can film inside somebody's house if you're in a public place um but as long as you got you got you need to have the license though otherwise you are a genuine stalker but there there are things that some people don't realize like when you put your bins out on the curb that's
0: sweet here people yeah. can go
1: through that yeah your so, teenage like, that's son why you when, your,
0: when your sons are teenagers no that's not going to be that's they, yeah, they, they better your, be aware shred
1: your shit yeah 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 totally <laughs> like um you know, and just little things of how to like the best ways to, to find people, which is, has come in handy actually recently because um, I sold one of my, um, my businesses and somebody owed me money um, and they moved from their location and I had to use my uh, skills to find them.
0: Did it work out? Which
1: it did work out. I got my money. <laughs> and they did have to. I, they had to get served, though. Oh, Okay. Um, but I did, I did get it. So, Ooh. so yeah, it's it's interesting that um that those things have happened in my life, and people don't realize some of the things that I've done. And sometimes they're like, "Why aren't you talking about that on stage?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's so close. Like, it's sometimes it's hard to talk about. Like when I first started, I couldn't make jokes about my kids because it was too close, and now I do it all the time. Like I've made a career out." Of it. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. It's an yeah. entire act. No, that's uh, yeah. That's it's really interesting. Again, to as somebody who, I say this: there is nothing traditional about getting into stand up. I think, but as somebody who you didn't take the path that, like, well, I was nineteen and then dropped out of college and started doing open mics or something like that. I do find it interesting, yeah. and it's probably because I'm I'm looking in the mirror whenever I see things like this. That you kind of figure it out. Like I just remember just, and I I hope things work out, things are growing here, but it's one of those things where- Because you
1: were in your 30s, right? When you started radio.
0: Yeah, like I was like 31, but I was in sales before that, which, and you know, you're still kind of young for sales and that. And it's just, you kind of get this realization, like this may be really hard, but this is more of what I want to pursue than like selling tech that you don't give two fucks about because it's, um, it's, It's stable or something, which again, you could, you could say things are wrong or right on that end, but if you can kind of find your way in those careers, I feel like people that start a little later, if you're going to figure it out and you do maybe have some talent, you are rewarded with some cool things a little bit early that make you go like, okay, I'm not crazy necessarily for getting into this. I think that you out hustle Mm -hmm. people and that you... Kind of have a bit of psychosis, or like a weird <laughs> thing that happens. And I, I say you, I mean like the collective you that that jumps in, and you're just like, I don't have a ton of time uh, to keep this yeah. thing moving, right?
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, I was 36 when I got on stage the first time, and yeah. it was the I think it was my fourth gig was a paid one, so it was they needed a it was a um, battle of the sexes lineup. Five girls versus five guys, and they didn't have enough girls. And I was like, "Well, I could do it. Like, sure, I'll, I'll do it." You and had I did no business having that confidence either.
0: <laughs> you did three shows yeah, in one well, night. Yeah, well, it
1: was like you know, like I'd just gotten into the semi-finals for like Raw, which is like the the biggest o- new open mic competition in Australia. Um, and so I was like, "Well, I'll just use that set that got me into that." I'll just do that again. And I only had to do five minutes. So uh, I did. And the girls won. And I was the, the closer for the last one. And I Are was like, yeah. Yeah. And- so that was um, that. And th- just seeing that, I was like, hold on a minute. You can get paid for this. Because before that, I didn't realize that I thought people just did it until you're on TV and you're massive. Right. I didn't realize you could make money just doing local shows. So that yeah. that was my first oh, and so it was really like comedy was learning on the job, and I realised now, having travelled to the states and seeing what you guys get paid over there for doing comedy at um at clubs and uh, until you're like a headliner, um yeah, it, I, it's hard. It's, it was I was I'm lucky to live where I am. Put it yeah. that way.
0: Well, it. But then, but then you're adapting to your surroundings too. And then you, it, you're somebody who's looking to other areas and seeing how the landscape plays. That just means that you're going to be set up for success because a lot of people don't see further than like two feet in front of them. So that's the that's at least the right mindset yeah. to have. So, man, I hope the yeah. I, I hope the landscape kind of gets back to somewhat. I mean, technically, if you made your way over now, you could find shows for sure. It's just it's a weird. Navigation, and I hope that there is some. I hope it doesn't fully go. I hope we don't lose some <laughs> iconic places and and opportunities. I hope that there's some normalcy because, man, I I'm just somebody yeah. who who puts on shows and goes to them a lot, and I have not been to a stand-up comedy show and since the, all this happened. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. As uh, I'm the opposite. So next next week for me, I'm going driving four hours out of Perth and I've got my first show, then a further eight hours out of Perth. So I'm going to um, Geraldton, then Coral Bay and then Exmouth. So where I end up is 13 hours drive from direct, if we didn't stop from Perth. Um, And then I have to get back, that's on a Saturday night and I have to get back to Perth for a six o'clock show at the Comedy Lounge. Where it's just me and another guy, Delby. We host um, like a singles um, show, which is brand new, and uh, and so that's like, oh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a busy weekend for me. <laughs> Don't
0: make yourself sick, but I love how busy you're staying, and I love um, I've loved that I've gotten to know you better, and I'm excited to kind of see where things happen. I'm i pumped for this pilot too. So good luck with uh, with you. knocking that out of the park later today. And by the way. Thanks for being so flexible. We could not have a worse, like we're both super busy, but our time difference might be the worst time difference of all time. It drives me killer, insane. Yeah. The third cause it's not yeah. like, oh no, we'll figure this out. It's like, no, it's super inconvenient for you <laughs> or whomever or me or whatever. Yeah. It just I appreciate you coming on. I know how busy uh-huh. you are. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, my my first ever zoom show i woke up at 5 a.m thinking that that's what time it was and i messaged the guy and i'm like i'm ready to go and he's like oh no it, it's not for another six hours and i'm like how did i get it so wrong mm. <laughs> so like i was awake at five like got all ready like put makeup on like because i you know like i didn't at, over there like for you guys it's sat, it was saturday night and right. i was like oh my god i could be in bed what have i done <sighs>
0: well what's the future like i'll ask you that
1: oh over here um it's (laughs) lovely it's uh um there's only only been a few more people canceled in the time that you if i
0: can't wait to see who it is i wonder who it's gonna be
1: (laughs) (laughs) everyone Everyone. everybody
0: it's all over uh simone where can people follow you
1: um, Instagram or Twitter or uh, Twitter. You probably don't want to hear what I have to say. Um, or Facebook. Like I've got a comedian page, just Simone Springer comedian. Uh, if you type it in, you'll find me.
0: Let's keep raising those United States fan percentages for Simone. And, uh, when things are right, Yeah, let's
1: right. make it 50. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, when things are right, we'll have to get you over here. We'll have a bunch of fun and, uh, get you on some shows. It'll be a good time. Hell Yeah. Awesome. Simone awesome. Springer, follow her on Instagram at Simone Springer. Great to see you, Simone.
1: Thanks for having me. We are live, live, live.